0: NFL Hall of Fame writer reporter Dan Pompey with Mully and Ha on 670 The Score.
1: Welcome back. It's Mully and Ha, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Mully out today. Time now to talk to our guy, Dan Pompey from The Athletic. And Dan joins us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, CircaLasVegas.com. Good morning, Dan. How are you? I'm great, David. Uh,
0: Really uh, still buzzing a little bit about the game last night and excited to see what's going to happen in the months ahead with uh, everything in the NFL and the Bears and the draft. Got a lot going on.
1: Huge offseason ahead. Great game to digest in the Super Bowl with the Chiefs becoming a dynasty. Wanted to talk to you about last week's big news in Chicago. It was a great week for the Bears organization. Steve McMichael gets into the Hall of Fame. Devin Hester joins him. Julius Peppers, a bear for four years, also among the class of inductees. I know that you played an instrumental role in their candidacy and maybe in their election. Let's start with McMichael. What does it mean to you to be part of this process and how special of a week was it to be able to deliver that kind of news?
0: Well, you know, I think, first of all, you know, it's really not about me, never about me. It's about the player and his accomplishments and, you know, the great career, in this case, that Steve McMichael had. And uh, it was just kind of unfortunate that he had never been discussed as a candidate in, I believe it was 26 years, of eligibility for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's mind-boggling. But, you know, that's what happens, I think, when you play on a Defensive line with Richard Dent, Dan Hampton, Mike Singletary, and back of you—all those stars on that team. That's why he only played in two Pro Bowls. But you know, if you were around that team or you opposed that team, uh, I think you really could appreciate uh, the value that he brought. You know, I, I one of the things I did is I called eight offensive linemen who opposed him on a pretty regular basis. You know, guys like. Russ Grimm and Randall McDaniel, uh, Kevin Glover, and, you know, the, these guys all just were gobsmacked that he never even had a, a discussion for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and all of them thought that he was more than worthy. So, from that standpoint, it was it was very gratifying to see what I believe is justice served. And then, you know, you, you throw uh, on top of that the fact that, you know, the man is uh, obviously suffering and this means so much to him you know i I don't i've been doing the hall of fame for a while now i don't think that you know i've ever seen a situation like this where the hall of fame meant as much as it did to steve mcmichael and his family i don't think that it could to anyone probably ever before ever again so uh, it, it was it was a wonderful thing just to be witness to.
1: And great that former teammates were around him Friday when he got the news. We're going to talk to Gary Fensick at 9 o'clock about being there and just what it meant too, Dan, and I think you're right. I, it's hard to imagine a more emotional uh, recipient, somebody who has waited as long as Steve has for the great news he got on Friday. Devin Hester also has been waiting not as long, three years, but he gets in. And I just wondered what your level of surprise was that he – either got in now or maybe had to wait this long and why you think that um, he deserved it.
0: Yeah, I really thought he had a very good chance to be a first ballot hall of famer. And I thought in his second try, he was probably going to definitely get in. So I was a little bit surprised it took three tries. Uh, But you know, you never know what's going to happen in that room. And I think what happened in the first two years, especially in the second year was voters looked at him as a special teams player only, which he basically was. That's that's why we were discussing him. And um, they said, well, he, he didn't play as many snaps, or he didn't, you know, have the same kind of uh, game long impact as an offensive player or a defensive player. So they, you know, they would compare him to somebody like Andre Johnson, who also got in over the weekend, or Torrey Holt, or whomever, you know, Patrick Willis and say, well, you know, he only played uh, so many snaps versus these guys. So I I think, you know, that was really short-sighted because if you look at impacts on games, I don't think there are many players, you know, you could discuss in history who had the kind of impacts he had. And certainly, you know, if you look at his first two seasons, the production was wild. And then, as you know, uh, opponents started... Doing things so that he could not touch the ball mm-hmm. as a return man, and his production went down in terms of touchdowns and that kind of thing. But he still had a great impact on field position and everything that went on in the game. So, um, you know, it, it was it was uh, very gratifying to see him get in. I think it, w- it was well deserved. And you know, um, one of the things that I that I looked at with him that I that I talked about was that if you look at all-purpose yards. You know, he, he was up there. He had more than, I think, all the, the, uh, the people we were discussing in the room, you know, because he, he just, I mean, even though he didn't touch the ball as many times, he certainly had that kind of impact.
1: You're never going to make everybody happy. And Antonio Gates, the tight end, I wonder what your reaction was to him comparing not getting into the hall, being part of this class on the first ballot, his first time eligible, to losing a Super Bowl.
0: Well, you know, I, uh, I feel for him. You know, I understand his disappointment. And he, look, he's a Hall of Famer. He, he's going to get in. And, um, you know, it's, it's difficult for these guys when they really believe they're going to get in and they don't get in. Um, I think he was close. And I think, uh, you know, I'm not stunned that he didn't get in on, on the first time. It's hard to get in on the first time. And I think there's been a, a kind of a backlash Uh, in the room with the voters against putting everyone in on the first ballot because they feel like, look, we've got guys sitting there who need to get in, you know, like Devin Hester, like Dwight Freeney, um, like Patrick Willis, Andre Johnson. You know, these guys need to to be addressed before we get some of the the guys who just come along, which is, you know, it's interesting. And we've got a bunch of first ballot or, or potential first ballot guys next year you know who are going to be uh, in the discussion so um you know it's something that we have to keep grappling with every year you know i, I think the other thing with gates is you know he scored more touchdowns than uh, any tight end in history which is you know really remarkable um but i think too with with you know we have to be mindful uh of some of these statistics that we're getting you know they, they just keep getting crazier and crazier every year i mean you know, look at what Kelsey's doing mm-hmm. now in terms of the, you know, his numbers. And I mean, this is just what's going to happen because of the evolution of the game. Uh, but this guy's a Hall of Famer. I, I, my guess is he's in next year.
1: Up against the clock, Dan. Thirty seconds. You wrote about great coach quarterback collaborations. Where is Reed Mahomes on your list? Uh, it's, they're high. You know,
0: I mean, it's it's hard to rank them. But you know, you've got, I mean, Lombardi star. You've got Belichick Brady. Uh, the great thing about this combination is you've got an offensive mind and a quarterback who take it takes advantage of it, and they work together so well. Uh, they work together as well as any coach quarterback in history, I'll say that. And if they keep going, you know, they're going to be number one.
1: Great stuff, Dan. Appreciate your time okay. this morning. Thanks, David. Dan Pompey. Listen to every MLB game live.
0: In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind